Welcome to Nature's Edge. Dale here. We are going to have a very unique show today. You guys know that most of the time we're talking about nature in the outdoor world, and we're going to do that today, but my guests are three beautiful ladies known together as Underhill Rose, and they, uh, they, they're, they're, their lyrics, uh, their stage presence, uh, everything about them is just unbelievable. And um, we're going to talk to them. I'm going to share a little bit about them, and I'm going to let them do most of the talking, though. Uh, Underhill Rose is made up of Eleanor Underhill. It is made up of Molly Rose, and it is made up of Sally Williamson. And ladies, welcome to Nature's Edge. Thank you. Thanks, Dale. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. And we're we're even going to do a little music a little later on. Well, they're going to do a little music. I'm I'm not going to do. I'm just going to sort of (laughs) listen to it. But one of the, um, um, Eleanor, I'll start with you, uh, since your name is first on my little note list here. Tell me, how did Underhill Rose come about? Well, uh, Molly Rose Reed and I met at Warren Wilson College, which is a small work college uh, right right down the road from where we are right now in Swannanoa, North Carolina. And we met um, by just a mutual love of folk music and um, songs that Bonnie Raitt was, uh, has covered and just the folk tradition, basically. Um, I picked up the banjo about that time when I started at Warren Wilson College and was learning how to play clawhammer style, mountain, you know, frailing style, as it's also called. And Molly was playing guitar, and we just um, we started playing music together, and it's uh, many, many years ago now. <laughs> That well, that's a way people get started. I mean, they sort of meet and do it. But you, um, you also play. You play other things beside the banjo, right? Did I read you play a lot of stuff? I tried out a lot of different things growing up. So I played a lot of different instruments: trombone in the middle school, high school band, um, then then guitar. That's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I traded it for a banjo. I don't know if that makes is much cooler, but um, but. Uh, Settled on, you know, once, once I discovered the banjo, that has been, you know, my my mainstay. I also play harmonica, and I should mention, you know, about three years ago, Molly and I have been playing together a long time, but Sally Williamson joined the band um, and, and has made us what we are today. Um, Sally, since you mentioned you, and you're the newest member of the band, and, and you're kind of a... Uh, kind of a young lady after my heart. I mean, your, your father's a farmer, and he was also an alligo, alligator control uh, agent, if I'm reading this right, and so you kind of grew up uh, doing that, and your grandmother was an opera singer? My grandmother sang opera, and um, she... Grand Ole Opry, or? No, not that kind. <laughs> she actually uh, didn't really like folk music because of her opera training. But she married my grandfather and had five daughters, and my mother was one of those daughters. Uh, And I grew up out in the country, digging in the dirt, fishing about every day with my dad. Um, And I love going on adventures, just like you. (laughs) I've done a lot of traveling and fishing and hunting trips, all that kind of stuff. And you want to learn to tie flies? I do. I would love to. I like to fly fish, and I would love to learn more about time flies and all we, the details. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. arrange that. And Molly Rose, <laughs> hey, 
How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks a lot. Tell me about your world. Sure. Well, Eleanor was saying earlier that she and I formed Underhill Rose way back when, in 2009, but we've known each other for uh, much longer because we met in college. But yeah, I'm, I'm a city girl of this crew. I grew up in Atlanta, mostly in the downtown area, and um, I always loved nature and um, one of my favorite things to do growing up was to just go outside in any form or fashion but you know growing up in the city um if you're outside at night that is dangerous so i when i moved up here and went to warren wilson college first of all i had culture shock second of all i um i learned how to be at ease in nature at night so that was a huge learning for me and that's also about the same time that i started writing songs and around the same time that Eleanor and I started playing music together. Um, I've been singing my whole life. I've got a musical family full of artists, and um, a lot of times we get together for holidays and we sit around and have a family jam. So (laughs) the uh, music was a big part of my life, but never a a huge, never what what I thought I wanted to do with my life because it wasn't a real job. So um, I resisted it until I graduated from college and did everything everybody told me to do. And then I said, I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'm going to play music. So. That a girl. That's what mm-hmm. you got to do. <laughs> you, ought to go to your, uh, you ought to go to your parents and say, well, I'm going to quit rodeo and, and I'm going to become an explorer. <laughs> see, how, see how that goes over. I'm not sure my mom and dad even still know what I do for a living. So who was, uh, Molly, I'll ask you first. Sure. Uh, who do you think, who influenced you musically? Uh, mm. Early on, well, a lot of people, or a lot of people, but for starters, my family. My my mother and father were in a rock and roll band before I was born, and when I was born, that kind of quit the rock and roll world for them. Um, but beyond that, I learned and loved what Linda Ronstadt did vocally. I mm. I studied her style without meaning to. You know, as a little girl, I basically just tried to imitate my favorite singers, and she was the first one. After that was Trio, which was Linda Ronstadt, Emmylou Harris, and um, Dolly Parton. So I really loved Emmylou's style, and then more recently, Dolly Parton. I really love what she does. But I grew up in Atlanta, so Mariah Carey yeah. was also a... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, that's <laughs> She brought Mariah Carey probably... Um, trying to copy what she sang was probably the way that I really increased my vocal range and started getting a lot more accurate with my singing that and she has an amazing range amazing yeah, yeah. um sally what about you who who really sort of got you started or influenced your well i grew up singing in the church choir my mom still sings in the choir to this day and uh my mom also played the guitar and brought in folk music so i listened to a lot of paul simon and my mother also loved bonnie Raitt, kathy matea and then my dad exposed me to the country music. We would ride around his fields, checking the rain gauges, listening to country. So I had a good country education that way. Eleanor? <laughs> um, well, I grew up, listen, you know, no stranger to pop music by any means. But um, when I was about 14, I started playing guitar. My mom taught me how to play, and she was at the time ballad, uh, a balladeer in the taverns in Colonial Williamsburg, mm. dressed up, playing these old ballads. And about the same time, I got into Grateful Dead and the music that Jerry Garcia was, you know, bringing back. You so, were a deadhead? Um, I've never, never, I missed 
Well, you missed it. I missed it. I forget how uh, young you I, ladies are. I, yeah, <laughs> I just missed it. So maybe a year, if, if I were one year ahead, I would have gotten out to see a show. But I unfortunately missed that era. But I'm a big fan. Yeah, so. well, I I was not a deadhead, but I did have the privilege of uh, of hearing them live yeah. a few times. Yeah. And, and they're, uh, that, that's pretty amazing. So let me ask you, since since we're a nature show and since we do that, and I, I guess, what do we got, Leslie, about a minute left? We've got about a minute and a half left, um, and again, I'll just uh, uh, start with you, Honor. Um, how does how does the Appalachian living in the Appalachian, the Appalachian region, and, and nature itself? How does it influence what you guys do today in your writing style? It's a huge part of what we do. Um, we are very inspired by nature, and certainly, you know, I do play banjo and I play in the mountain tradition, so that's a very tangible reflection of, of the area, and we all play kind of, you know, old-time style, upright bass and guitar. Um, but um, just we, we are inspired by nature. If you listen to the lyrics of all of our albums out so far, you will see um, a lot of themes. And and you've got uh, you've got a couple albums out now and a new one coming. Is that we right? do? We have two out. Underhill Rose self titled. We have uh, one called Something Real, um, and then we have one on the way yet to be titled, but that'll be out this spring. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting a copy of it. And oh we'll, yeah. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to do something about that. You're listening to Dale Stewart. This is Nature's Edge, and my guest today is the great band Underhill Rose, and we're gonna. We're going to do, are they going to do a little picking for us here uh, following the break? Well, what is this that I can't see?
Underhill Rose and and uh, the ladies are kind of putting their stuff uh, together. They're going to sit back down. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, I, of course, I love it anytime they sing about cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that sort of thing. It, is that that's an original, right? Yeah. I mean, who, all your music is you guys write original stuff. Everything on our albums is original music. Yeah, um, that's a tune I wrote while we were on tour in Montana back uh, well last year and the year before. So it, uh, it I finalized it this summer while we were out there for a good week or so, um, hanging out with cowboys and and the great beautiful big sky country. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that you said big sky. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely. I think most uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my uh, listeners know that I've been cast in a in a TV show called Big Sky. So yeah, that's kind of a a neat uh, a neat part to me. The um, is that on the new album or is that on the? It's uh, on the forthcoming album. The forthcoming yeah. album yeah. again. Yeah, I can't wait. If that's a, <laughs> that's a, a sample of that. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to hear a lot more of it. Yeah. What um, let's talk about touring a little bit. Um, I, I know you guys don't have one of the big million dollar buses and uh, and I, I was just asking uh, kind of what what you uh, what you tour in but uh, um, are you primarily just touring the southeast or well of course Montana's not in the southeast so you've obviously been all over the place but uh, uh, and I, I also wanted to ask a little bit and uh, uh, I'll ask you about this you uh, sort of your fans you've done some crowdfunding to raise money I think that's interesting uh, you want to talk about that just a little bit, how how you put that together? Sure. So we used um, Kickstarter um, to campaign to raise money um, to record this last album that we're about to release, as well as the one before it. So we reached out to everyone we knew relentlessly, just saying, you know, please back us, please pre-buy the album, pre-order the album. Uh, get a house concert, we'll come to you, we'll perform, you know, a couple hours at your house, wherever that is, and um, manage to, after a lot of work and a lot of help from from our support, our supporters, fans, friends, and family, we were able to raise the money to really create wonderful albums. Uh, we did them both at Echo Mountain here in Asheville, which yeah. is a world-class uh, studio and worked with a producer for the first time uh, on the last two albums. Um, our first album was self-produced. So a lot of those things, uh, you just really need that extra, you need funding to be able to create something 
truly well done and uh, you know we're, we're, we're very grateful. Yeah, and you know, but that that also says a lot about uh, your fans and and the and the people that support you and your music. I I, I would think and and um, doing that. Um, do you enjoy recording, Sally? I do. Uh, it it is definitely a labor of love. It it's you you come out uh, just exhausted. It takes everything you have, uh, but it it's also an amazing creative process. And uh, really fun to work with a team of people to to create the the best product possible with the songs that we've written. It really is. Now, let's, let's talk about how how is your how are the albums, um, Molly? How are they distributed? I mean, you, mm-hmm. how do people get your album? Well, first of all, at our shows, we there sell them go. directly to folks when they come out and see us live. But we sell them online, so you can get them on our website or through CD Baby. If you're an iTunes person, you can get it on iTunes, or you can even listen to us on Spotify. Um, we do make about you know a quarter of a penny each time you listen. So yeah. there you have it. Um, <laughs> but also, we've had distribution um, in Mass General Store, which is um, a small franchise in the southeast that has our stuff, and a lot of local music stores throughout the southeast have our stuff as well so you'll see it there but um find us online anytime um or come see us that's and what, probably what is way. how do they find you online what's the website address yeah the... underhillrose.com you can also like us on facebook it's just facebook.com slash underhillrose and we're even on instagram and twitter so both of those things are just either hashtag or slash underhillrose you can see what we're up to and guys i'll put that all out there as well uh for you and um uh, recommend that that you get it and uh, uh what's what's going on next uh uh, Eleanor, uh, are you gonna? You guys are gonna tour uh, in support of this album? And- Absolutely, yeah. We uh, already have plans to head out west again, um, stopping in Colorado and uh, hopefully hit Chicago and some other cities we haven't made it to um, yet. We are still working on the album, so we're kind of getting the art figured out. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, lots of little pieces to put together. Uh, we have our Kickstarter stuff to mail out to folks. People get T-shirts and uh, different uh, handmade art and stuff that we're going to be working on. We're writing songs for some people, so we have a lot of a lot of stuff um, coming up. Well, that, and that's all good stuff, and that's all exciting <laughs> yeah. stuff, and it's also a lot of work. I know I'm, <laughs> I'm in the process of editing a, a documentary we we filmed. Uh, some time ago, and, and, and the editing process to me is the most difficult mm-hmm. uh, part of it. Um, I don't actually do the editing, but I, I look over the shoulder while they're doing it, you know, because I want them to make me look good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Miss Leslie does for us here in the, in the radio show. Uh, speaking of radio show, this is Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to have sort of a little more discussion with... Uh, Underhill Rose and and see if we can't get them to do another song for us. We shall return. Welcome back to Nature's Edge. This is Dale, and we are speaking with our guests, uh, Underhill Rose, and 
Underhill Rose makes music from the heart, drawing inspiration from lifelong listening to folk, old country, rhythm, and blues. And ladies, I, we were talking a little earlier about how nature influences your music, but I, I know you're also uh, kind of into sustainable life and growing gardens and milking cows and feeding pigs and <laughs> doing all that stuff. But, but let's, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, conservation and, and your, your thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. Did you want to start? Something? Who wants to go? Oh, I'll start. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot, uh, a lot. I've done a lot of work um, in uh, teaching kids about nature and trying to foster nature appreciation um, through programs that I've created through the YWCA and through Evergreen, um, and I've also run several gardens. Um, that I, I just feel like sustainable agriculture is a great avenue to get kids active, get them away from, you know, screens, cell phones for a little while, and um, building the local economy and uh, saving the environment just by keeping things local and keeping things, um, lessening the chemical need. Um, so um, I, I feel so grateful to be in an area where we have a lot of nature still in, intact and um, sometimes when we tour and we go to different cities, it's it's hard to be reminded um, how much sprawl has really uh, taken over. So I'm 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 a nature lover and just want to try and do all I can to help con conservation efforts. Yeah. And Eleanor, I know you you're an outside girl. Yeah. You you still get out there and do things. Uh, yeah, Sally. Um, I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, well, I, I actually did feed my pig before I came over to record this show. There you go. And the the hens I have laying laying hens uh, and sheep, uh, lots of animals. Um, and I've also worked a lot with children. I am certified to teach. I taught at Evergreen Charter School here in Asheville, which they they base their curriculum on expeditionary learning model. They do. So it's all about learning in the outdoors, uh, getting outside, getting on the farms, getting experience outside. Now, Sally, do you do you backpack or paddle or? I do. Get out there. I do. I have a canoe. I've uh, paddled at least forty miles of the French Broad. I'd like to keep going. Um, so yeah, I, I really love to get out on the water. Um, I also really enjoy camping and hiking. I lived in Montana for about 10 years and I uh, did a lot of trips while I was out there as well. Yeah. Now you've, you've also gone traveled overseas. Have you done any, um, uh, any camping or any, uh, wilderness stuff while you're out there? Lots of hunting trips with my family. Uh, we, we've been to South Africa and Argentina, um, Chile, and it's just a great way to see a country through a different lens. Instead of just touring the cities, you get to meet the folks who live out in the country and see their way of life, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And Molly, I know you said you're a, you're a city girl, but uh, you're now up here in the Appalachians. Uh, uh, how, how is nature and, and uh, uh, whole conservation, uh, have you got into that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, when people... This I know this is hugely debatable, but in a lot of big cities, you know, there's you actually tend to conserve your energy consumption more. So, you know, I I probably used 
let, I used public transportation getting to and from high school before I had a driver's license, for instance. So there, there are certainly early conservation efforts that happen amongst city dwellers. And um, it was also during the time when urban farming was starting. But moving on to college at Warren Wilson, um, I've always had an interest in the body-mind-spirit connection. And um, of course, always love nature. And I ended up working um, with both with Eleanor in the garden, but my specialty was with medicinal herbs. Mm. I'm all about um, natural medicine. So I fully believe in the power of um, plants for to aid in the healing process and to help kind of realign the body and the mind and spirit as well. So I learned how to make medicinal teas, tinctures, salves, um, all kinds of applications, and I could walk out into the woods here in the Appalachian Mountains and identify how to, you know, heal yourself from a snake bite to, you know, what you need to take to overcome a fever to how to, you know, what herbs support a woman when they're giving birth, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I really love the medicine aspect, and that probably goes to um, back to my my mother. She's a midwife by trade. So that's, you know, that's pretty darn connected to nature. But yeah, and to this day, you know, I still, um, I have a house here in Asheville and um, I have plans for a garden. Unfortunately, last year we toured so much that I have some, just some wimpy greens at this point, but uh, they're making it through the winter thus far. So Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm a country boy and grew up <laughs> farms and everything else. And I travel so much still, uh, but I have a wife who is real good with that stuff, so mm, so she's yeah. she's real good with the with the gardens and uh, and the chickens and uh, even milking the goats and making cheese. Sure. So, cool. um, but she was a city girl too. But she uh, <laughs> she got turned around. And and, and, and talking about uh, yeah, talking about Atlanta, I've actually camped out in Buckhead a few times. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I, okay, I had to do that, and uh, and that's one of my. Uh, my wife's favorite area because they do have a couple of nice malls there. Um, <laughs> ladies, I mean, it, it's always uh, not amazing to me, but it's always interesting when I talk to people in, in Nashville and in the Appalachian region. I mean, we have such a uh, potpourri, if you will, of people here who've moved here from all over the, the world, really, that, mm-hmm. that are into everything that you've talked about. And, and uh and we've had Molly. We've had a number of ladies on on the show, Nature's Edge, who who are herbalists and and yeah. natural healers, and uh, uh, we've had a lot of indigenous uh, American Indian uh, men and women on here. And we've talked about the spiritual side of of everything and, and conservation and uh, and doing that. You know, um, there's have, a yeah. There's definitely a, a spiritual medicine to being out in nature, and I think that we can say within Underhill Rose that that's an important medicine for us to get when we're on the road. It's one of the reasons that we've enjoyed being in Montana, for instance, where we can get on the river or spend some time outside just stretching in front of the sunshine before we go and play a show. Yeah, we, we need to get you guys a, a canoe or a kayak and tie them <laughs> oh, on, top great. Your, on, on top of your turn bus. But Don't, that'll cut the gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> Dog sled. Yeah, yeah you, you can do that. But, that, but you know, that's, there's nothing like getting out into the outdoors. I, even my creative uh, side... Uh, when I come back sometimes from being months at a time in the wilderness, I'll come back and, and I'll still go into the mountains for two or three days and, and reintegrate. Just, absolutely. Sure. And, and that's sort of how I meditate. 
is mm-hmm. just getting out there in the middle of nowhere by myself and, and doing that. And again, I'm fortunate that I have a, a great wife that, that understands that. And uh, I've told a story before about my wife and, and uh, said she kind of keeps everything. But after I paddled the Amazon, we were on Good Morning America and my wife, they asked, finally got her out there and said, how have you stayed married to this guy all this time? And she said, well, he's always gone. <laughs> and, uh, so that, that's... We're that's, familiar with that. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's pretty true. Do you ever... Um, um, I know you write a lot of music. Uh, do you ever just go sit on the side of the mountain? I was just about to say, um, you know, beyond our love of nature, and, and it, it affords one the ability to have some solitude, to, to write, so I think that's why so many songs um, are inspired and integrate uh, images from nature and themes from nature and lessons from the natural world because that that's the time when we have to write and when we have the you know enough quiet to really let some of those inner melodies and ideas lyrics out. Um, so yeah, absolutely. A lot of songs have been written sitting on a rock somewhere. <laughs> You know, the, the only or thing... Or by a river. Yeah, well, <laughs> sitting by a river and or playing your banjo, uh, if I'm paddling, I hear a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> Paddle hear banjo. I'm trying to give banjos a better name. <laughs> they they really you. lost some uh, some good vibes yeah, there. They, yeah, <laughs> because some time ago I was actually given a t-shirt that said, if you hear banjo music, paddle fast. I've, I've, I've heard that. I've yeah. That. yeah. Guys, you're listening to Nature's Edge with Underhill Rose, and uh, this is Dale, and we're going to be back after this message, and uh, we're going to have the ladies do a little more picking and singing. glass and pour a towel well I'm tired of it all leave me home to write my story tonight well I'm not gonna worry not gonna worry gonna keep my head up not gonna worry not gonna worry gonna keep my heart set not gonna worry, not gonna worry, hands to the earth. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna do right, do right. Woo-hoo-hoo. The mistakes I have made cause me trouble, they cause me shame. Thrill is gone. Till my folks show up, they sing along. So I'm not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna keep my head up. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna keep my heart set. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, hands to the earth. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna do right, do right. She keeps the buildings at bay with the waves. Shrimp captain can't make a living, so he's gone fishing down the Mississippi. 
to the wind Feet on the ground There ain't no way I'm gonna turn back now Full speed ahead into the ground Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, hands to the earth. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna do right, do right. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna keep my head up. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna keep my heart set. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, hands to the earth. Not gonna worry, not gonna worry, gonna do right. That was great, ladies. That's uh, that song is also off the new album, right? Yes. And um, and and do that, uh, Sally. Do y'all all right? We do, uh, and I think that really makes our band unique. Uh, on the last album and the the album that's coming up, all three of us have contributed songs. And and um, is it? You know, I, I have some other friends, and sometimes they say sitting down and writing together, they want to kill each other. But, but uh, it, it's really sort of a creative thing uh, uh, that that kind of bonds you a little closer, doesn't it, Molly? I mean, is it? Absolutely. Well, we we have the tendency for our writing process. We'll get our concept down. You know, even the full song with uh, chord progression and everything. And then we'll bring it to the group, and um, we will arrange it differently, add harmonies. We write our own harmonies. Um, or at least uh, Eleanor is really the prolific songwriter, and um, we go into a recording session and say, all right, how many songs have we got? What do we think could be on this album? And we all share what we've got, and then we address them in, individually and see what sounds good and what we can change to make it better. So... Um, I think that if we were to sit down and write words together, it would be like splitting hairs yeah. because we, Eleanor and I have tried that in the past and, you know, I, I think we are all open to it again, but for the most part, we go out and sit on a rock in nature with our instrument and we write songs and that just happens to be what, um, really works for us. Um, Sally has, she comes up with the melody line and the words and we've really, um, helped add in the arrangements for her songs and the chord progressions as well so Eleanor do you ever when you're in the studio and you start recording a, a song for the first time do you ever change it in the studio yes although that costs money because yeah. um, you're time you know you're paying by the day paying by the hour um, so we try and be as prepared as possible um, but sometimes you need that um, yeah the, the the clock ticking in order to really get get yourself in gear and ready for the studio but certainly on this last album there were times that we were recording and and we had harmony parts in mind and they just weren't jiving and we rewrote them or hey let's put a let's have our friend play the dobro on this song or i'm really hearing Rhodes piano so a lot of a lot of the creative process did occur in the studio as well even though 
we tried to plan. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah, I, I know when we're filming sometime, particularly we're doing documentaries or something, we're filming and we'll film something and then I'll look at it or we'll look at it and say, well, that didn't work. Yeah, That's absolutely. Just, you know, and so you, you just kind of, and yeah, it, it is time consuming and, and it also is expensive, but mm-hmm. But again, uh, you want to turn out the best product possible, and if it's not working, Absolutely. it's not working. Absolutely, uh, uh, right. to do that. Um, what are some of the other things? I mean, we've talked about nature and other things, but what are some of the other things? Uh, and I'll just start back with you, Eleanor, that that has influenced or influences your your writing. Um, I I tried to. Um, I heard recently. I think we were at a. Uh, an amp um, event and there were it was a, a board uh, like a discussion with producers and they said you know most people write they don't write different songs they try and rewrite the songs they've already written better and it it, it is it, it kind of is true and so what I think what I try to do is write better so grow as as an artist as a writer as a lyricist um, and a melody writer um, but also try and push myself out of comfort zones or um, ruts that I get in. Um, I think that's natural to kind of get comfortable with a certain, you know, set of chords or um, melody moment, uh, you know, licks. Um, so just trying to grow, and I, I listen to all sorts of music, pop music, folk music, R&B, um, and I'm inspired by all of it, um, so... Yeah, I would say just any kind of music. It, um, lots of different styles inspire me. Same thing with you, uh, Sally? Uh, well, I was thinking about earlier how I really get inspired when I'm on fishing trips out in the middle of the ocean. I've had a lot of songs come to me uh, on a boat. So I guess it's just a place where your mind can get really clear without distractions. And I've also had songs come to me while I've been sleeping. Uh, like I get a mel- I wake up with a melody and I hum it into the phone real quick to, to make sure not to forget it. Or even the words to the chorus of one of the songs on the next album came to me in a dream. <laughs> you know, I've heard that before. I, I have some friends in, in Nashville and... and uh, and they, of course, now with the iPhones, keep the iPhone handy. But but uh, a couple of the old timers that I know have talked about that, and and uh, one in particular keeps a microphone and and a recorder right by his bed because he says sometimes he'll wake up and it's there, mm-hmm. and he and and uh, sometimes he I guess he needs his mind to be quiet to get that. Uh, what about you, Molly? I mean, kind of the same. Absolutely, I uh, certainly source inspiration from. Yeah, from my dreams, my, my feelings, things that are happening in my life. Um, and I find that I, I write. I write every single day. Um, I try to, you know, just poetry versus some of it's total crap. Um, some of it's okay. And some of it's worth making a song into. Um, but I also have a large collection of vinyl records that yeah. I've been collecting since I was a teenager and lately my biggest source of inspiration has been listening to some of the old folk singers like uh, Joni Mitchell and Joan Baez songs because I'd rather at this point in my life write songs that matter and have meaning for um, you know where we're at as a society. Well ladies I cannot thank you enough for being on Nature's Edge and this is Dale Stewart and Till the next time, folks, I hope to see you in the wild.